How's it going, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Uncaped Crusaders Review. This one is going to be an absolute blast. We are delving into the Nolan movies. We have Batman Begins. But of course, long movie, so two-parter. This is going to be part one, and then part two will be up at the exact same time. So as soon as this is done, you can click right on over and listen to part two. So without further ado, we have episode 13 of the Uncaped Crusaders Review, Batman Begins. Hey everyone, I'm Mark. I'm Ian. And this is the Uncaped Crusaders Review. Alright, so we're back for another week. I do apologize if this sounds a little off, because to me, at least at this board, it sounds a little off, but I'm hoping that the recording sounds fine. So, if it does, then disregard that. But, um... This is gonna be this is gonna be fun. We we got a long one today because it is uh, Batman Begins. We're getting into the Nolan movies, which I know we're super excited about, but at the same time they they are a little lengthy. They are, yeah. It, it's bittersweet because yeah, these are my favorite movies, but it also means it's like either having to cut back on the other stuff we talk about, but you know, it, it, at least again, like watching it will be so much more entertaining than watching Sub Zero or. <laughs> What, what do we want? Oh, oh, Batman versus uh, Dracula last week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this will definitely be more fun than that. That's for sure. So, should be enjoyable. Um, I mean, there's really not a whole lot going on. So, there's really nothing we can say. I mean, again, Aquaman's not out yet. Uh, so, I mean, th there's really nothing, at least as far as Batman or DC stuff goes. Um, no, I mean, yeah, like DC-wise, yeah, you have Aquaman coming out, which there's a lot of hype behind, but, like, of course, everyone's talking about all the trailers coming out this week, but that's all Marvel, Yeah, and so. who cares? Um, yeah, and since it's such a long movie, we'll have to, unfortunately... <laughs> the only thing, um, one, uh, real quick, because Titans, we had a new episode of Titans, because our, our show comes out the day a new Titans episode comes out, so it's kind of annoying. We're, like, a week behind by the time we talk about it, but... um. Yeah. I don't know, just, uh, I, I thought this episode was a little bit better than the one before, but I still feel like it's just kind of a waste of time right now. Yeah, like, uh, like I, like I mentioned this, like, them constantly not deciding, like, where they want the show to go, is like, we go to, like, we started off in Ohio and Detroit, and then we went to, like, no, we started off in Ohio, and, like, then we went to Detroit, and then Chicago, and now we're back in Chicago, but now we're going back to Ohio, it's, like, like stuff like that, I just find kind of like meandering. And it's like, yeah. all right, like, do you have a set direction of where you want to go? Well, but and it also, does look like we're, we're the entire, there. like the entire episode, could have been summed up in like three minutes. Like that's the only yeah. new footage or, or like moving forward footage we got, except for being introduced to Donna Troy. But other than that, nothing happened except for right at the end we get like a little bit more information about starfire or whatever yeah and then that i mean that was really it that was it yeah i mean yeah. again it's like yeah it's i get that the first season is kind of the origin but even then like we're we're what 10 episodes not 10 episodes are we uh no. that was episode eight eight yeah yeah we're eight episodes in and we're still like learning about characters and there's still a lot of the like main characters that we don't know a lot about and it's like and they keep yeah, adding like new ones. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And every almost every week we get either you know Wonder Girl um, or we get freaking uh, Hawk and Dove, who I who I like and I want to see more of. Right. It's like or Doom Patrol, but it's like yeah, come on, guys. Like we're 
We're wasting yeah, and time. Now, kind of. And now it looks like next week we're backtracking all the way back, and it's just going to be all hawk and dove, which, again, is not going to further anything whatsoever. No. And it's just like, look, I like those characters too, but yeah. are they supposed to be part of the Titans? Is Donna Troy supposed to be part of the Titans? Because if they're not, I don't care right now. Exactly. Like if they're if they're going to be part of the team later, that's great. Sure. But also, like, why are we going back to Hawk and Dove? And why are we going back to our... an like an origin? Like we're going yeah. back like to their beginning. Like I don't care about their beginning. We yeah. we learned enough like, about their beginning. Yeah, it's like now are we going to have to wait and find out what happens with Starfire Raven like another week? Like, Probably. That's, uh, oh, that's so that's so pointless. I know. And and the the longer it gets, the longer it meanders, the more it's like this season is going to end a. With a cliffhanger, as in like, here's Trigon, or uh, it's going to end with, here's Trigon, and now we've defeated Trigon. It's going to be one or the other, and I'm not looking forward to that. I said that on my my YouTube review, on the Uncaped Crusaders review YouTube channel, and that was exactly what I said. I think it's going to be one or the other. It's either going to be, here's Trigon, end of season, or here's Trigon, and now we defeat Trigon all within one episode. Yeah, like, I mean, again, like, when the when the trailer first came out, I, we both thought this show was going to be terrible and right. it, it is far from that but i yeah. still cannot call it a well-written show because it, right. it's just plain not yeah but uh i mean again potential but well, you know sure. not not Absolutely. quite there yet no so um and then the only other thing is uh daredevil was canceled much to uh, the abject <laughs> rage of everybody uh, yeah, we gotta um, be he, careful not to go on a full rant here. Yeah, even though that's not DC or Batman, might as well be. Um, just if you love comic books, like you should love Daredevil. If you love anything, if you love storytelling <laughs> or cinema. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, again, like they finally, um, it came out today that it got canceled despite being, I think, the Netflix's like fourth best rated show. Yeah. So it's definitely not like because it wasn't getting viewers. Oh, no, no, no. I was watching a guy made a video. He was talking about it. And basically Netflix is really bitter at Disney because Disney is pulling all their stuff. Yeah. And so they basically are like, all right, well, because this is the point that the guy was making, which I thought made sense. I forgot the name of the video now. I'm sorry. I would, I would credit him, but, um, tweet it later. And, uh, the guy was saying shows are never canceled. Like shows end shows are not renewed or yeah. show like shows either end or they're not renewed. They're never yeah. canceled. And so if a show is canceled, it was very blatantly obvious. It was very blatantly canceled very publicly like for a reason, like, cause that's, that's not, true. that's not normal. Like it, no. Netflix is not happy with Disney and they now view Disney as a competitor because they are going to be once the streaming thing starts, it'll yeah. be much bigger than even, you know, some of the other companies that have done streaming platforms. I mean, Disney's is a whole nother level, especially oh, cause yeah. now they're going to own Hulu too. Oh my God. I think with the Fox deal, I think Fox owns like has a big stake in Hulu. So that that seems to be more of the uh, the why that it's been going about the way it is. Uh, You know, obviously it has nothing to do with the show or viewership or any of that. So, and and again, they also made a big point to say, and Daredevil will stay on Netflix for many many years. You know, like they made a point to say all that too. So, 
you know, it, as so at this point, this show is not coming back. I mean, I mean, if if we get another Daredevil, it'll be some sort of reboot. I mean, maybe, no. I mean, maybe they even keep the same cast or something. Who knows? But it'll be some sort of reboot if Disney decides to make something. They can't use the same thing. Not if not? the first three seasons won't be on their streaming service. I, I yeah, I don't know enough about the the merger and all the specifics of the deal and like the rights but i mean uh, you would hope that eventually because uh, yeah unfortunately the first seasons are a netflix production right it's not like you know where they have like you know dr strange and the marvel movies on right netflix. right right so then, no netflix gosh, owns right. these they own those shows netflix I paid mean, disney for the rights to those characters so like netflix owns all the shows that have been made so far i mean like maybe they can work out an in-between where Netflix keeps uh, the first, the seasons that they did, and that way they can you know still have that as their library. Because I know Netflix eventually wants to go all original content, um, so hopefully they just keep the original seasons, and then that way Disney can bring in people to their streaming service by having by being able to make more and be like, hey, if you want to see more, you have to come check out our service. Where like I would just hope that they would trust enough that there are enough fans of Daredevil where people would come to their streaming service in order just to see it continue because that's all i want it's like i don't care i'll pay yeah. for a new streaming service with disney i don't care if it's like 30 bucks i just want i want to see a season four <laughs> yeah yeah i agree but i i have a feeling that um the people aren't smart enough i just don't i just don't see unfortunately i don't see that happening i hope it does though i hope something does because uh, i mean that to, it's it's the greatest superhero show that's ever been made and it's one of the best tv action, shows yeah. that's ever been made okay. so um yeah, R.I.P. Daredevil, and hopefully it, uh, hopefully it's born again. Um, but anyway, so had to touch on that briefly, and now we'll get into the main show. Today we're watching Batman Begins, the first of the Christopher Nolan Dark Knight trilogy, and um, one that I'm super excited about. So uh, if uh, you're ready, we can go ahead and get started. Um, I am at zero seconds on... The DVD that I have here. I'm on uh, one second. It's uh, like the Warner Brothers zoom in on the like the lots in black and white. Right. All right. So, um, Ian, would you like to count us out? I would. All right. In three, two, one, play. All right. So we see the lot go by, and here comes the Warner Brothers logo in black and white. And there we are, centered of the screen. So it goes to black, and now we're about to get started with the minute and a half or whatever of logos. Um, that always happens with Christopher Nolan movies, it seems like. Well, and just movies now in general. There's True. so many like production companies. It's, you're going to get at least a minute of credits with a pretty much any movie. True, but this is this is a great shot. All oh, the bats. God, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, I, I just love how each movie has its own way of introducing the bat symbol. You have the bats in this one, then you have the fire in the next one, and yeah. then in Dark Knight Rises, you have the ice breaking. This movie is going to be hard, I feel like, to do for do many reasons. Well, one, because uh, part of me just still just wants to watch it, even though I watched yeah. it. <laughs> even though I watched it, like, on Sunday. Or I want to watch it with sound. I yeah, I know, me too. So th that's why I purposely watch these ahead of time, just so I've oh. already seen it. But um, I watch them regularly. Well, yeah, yeah, but I mean, like, right before doing it, I make sure and watch it so I'm not, you know, constantly having to listen to it. But, um, and then also, 
there's just so much to talk about. <laughs> well, there's, I mean, luckily, I don't think we, we have to describe what's happening on the screen because I think most people, I mean, this movie is well and everyone. Well, we still have to somewhat describe because if people are just listening to this, then they're well, not sure. going to know what's I mean, going but, on. Well, like right now we have young Bruce Wayne. He just fell through the well and he's about to get swarmed by bats. But like more people know what know what happens in this movie than they do Batman vs Dracula. Was okay. Was this really kind of the first time that falling through the well, attacked by bats, thing really was used? Uh well, in Batman Forever, he falls, but it's not in the well. Right. And then there's only one bat, but I think right. this is the first like swarm of bats that I've yeah, ever. Yeah, because then it became like a thing where it was always yep. getting swarmed by bats. But I'm, but this is the first time I remember seeing it. And I'm trying to think of any so comics. Yeah. If even in the comics, I feel like it's not usually. Yeah, it's always just the one bat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure this is the first the swarm of bats that we've ever seen. And yeah, of course now it's like the the go to. So we have Bruce Wayne. He's in jail man i i can't even imagine i mean you i'm sure you saw this in theaters when it came out right oh yeah yeah see i hate you but um uh like i feel like this would really throw people off this beginning to this movie yeah like i mean it was so bold i remember this movie was really the first movie i ever kind of knew about like hearing news about an upcoming movie because like the old days like before really the internet is like you you saw a trailer and that was like your first realization that oh this movie was coming out right um and so i remember my sister showed me like a teaser trailer for his movie and like they're like all you see is like the bat symbol at the end and when he opens the drawer for the bat suit and like before that you're like what is this and she was like no this is a new batman movie and i just remember my mind being blown because yeah it's nothing oh, he like breaks that expect. dude's leg right there oh yeah but yeah um, go ahead but yeah, it's like I can't imagine in people in theaters who are just kind of casual fans. You know, you can imagine a lot of them are like, "Hey, where's you know, where's Alfred and where's Gotham and like where's all this stuff?" But they took right. a big gamble. Oh yeah, I love it. Oh yeah. So now Bruce Wayne just beat the crap out of all those uh, people in the prison. I mean, this literally starts with young Bruce Wayne, and then it starts with him in prison. Like that's just such an odd way and such a bold way to start a Batman movie. Yeah, I mean, obviously, this is now what we know is like Christopher Nolan's trademark is, you know, right. the kind of the jumpy uh, timelines. Right. Um, but and like, yeah, so it's the perfect case of where they found a director who brought in a new style to kind of re-energize a character and tell the story a different way. Mm-hmm. Whereas he wasn't just some comic like, you know, it's like when they hire Zack Snyder for the DC Universe. You could tell they're like, well, he's done comic book movies before. He must understand the Justice League and his characters it's like. No, not necessarily. And like <laughs> Christopher Nolan wouldn't have worked for a Superman movie because the Superman movie shouldn't be like this. Right, which is why we got Man of Steel. Uh, yeah, although he had like nothing to do with that. I don't actually... care. This movie is the reason why Man of Steel is the way it is. Oh, yeah. yeah I'm telling you, sure. man, that's another thing. These Nolan movies, they wrecked the DCU. And they it's did. still, like, it's still great... wrecked. There's a great YouTube video that, that talks about it. And it's like as amazing as they are, it's like it brought about so much copycat ish, yep. like awful imitation that unfortunately we can't escape now. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. But, it's like the same with like Aven- Avengers. Like Avengers was great, but unfortunately now every studio wants to make a, a yep. cinematic universe. Yep. No, you're right. No, you're 100% right. It's I like agree. they're great, but they uh, what they create is, is terrible. So now, uh, right now, Liam Neeson has been talking to uh, Christian Bale, or 
the merely Ducard character, which of course is Ra's al Ghul, which drives me nuts that they say Ra's al Ghul throughout this whole movie. I can't stand yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's. I don't know weird. how I mean, you get. How do you get that wrong with a movie at this scale? I just don't understand. I don't think. I thought it's not wrong. I think it is it's wrong because it, I I know it's wrong, but in their mind they don't. They weren't like, oh, this is how you say it, right? I think it was an actual because the whole universe is supposed to be grounded. If you look at how the name is written in whatever cares? dialect, it, it would be pronounced Raz. No. But I understand. Nope. Nope. It's definitely not Raz. In no way, in any way, is it Raz. You asked Denny O'Neill or Neil Adams, who both created the character, and it's Raish. Oh, I know, yeah. Because it's, Actually, it, because it's from Farsi. Or exactly. like Arabic or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's the one part of this movie I just that just drives me nuts every time I hear it. But anyway, so uh, the the Liam Neeson character because it's too confusing calling him either name, so he's just Liam Neeson. Um, yeah, yeah. He tells Bruce Wayne that he needs to pick this flower and then carry it up to the top of the mountain. And I I guess there's just one mountain here because he just says take it to the top of the mountain. So I mean, I feel like that's one thing that gets me in movies whenever they say directions or or like to meet up or anything they always just leave it like so vague and i just sit there i'm like wait what what, where 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 do you want me to go this is a great shot that Zack snyder of course ripped off in justice league but whatever yeah yeah. i mean the whole movie is beautiful obviously every christopher nolan movie is just beautifully shot yeah and the the other best part is we unfortunately can't hear it with the commentary but the the score for these movies the first one here was hans zimmer of course but also james um james newton howard and then for the Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises, it was only Hans Zimmer, but he, this, yeah. This is uh, so epic sounding. I, I, like, to me, like, of course you have the Danny Elfman theme, which is Right, iconic. and that, that's Batman still to me. Sure, but this, like, in terms of an attempt to make it a new, like, its own unique theme, I mean, the Hans Zimmer theme is awesome. It is, it is, it's great. Oh my god, like every time I hear it in the trailer, I just get a goose I just get goosebumps. And then why cuz he, he now has shown up to the uh the, the the League of Shadows place. Why why do they call it the League of Shadows? Because I guess assassin because oh, you know why? Because when we find out what the League of Shadows does, you don't typically associate that with just assassins. But still, that's what it's called. I know. I, again, I know, but they had to change it for what they were doing in this movie. Eh, whatever. Because as we find out, you know, I, I guess we'll wait for the twist. But assassins, like you know, if you hear League of Assassins, oh, they're just assassins. It's like, yeah. Well, I guess technically yeah. they do more than that. Yeah, I guess. But, but anyway. So now we see all these people show up that are clearly the League of Shadows and <laughs> the fake Rachel Ghoul. Ken Watanabe. Which is a shame, because he would have made a good real ratio. Oh, sure. Ken Watanabe is amazing. Yeah, he's awesome. And he doesn't get to do a thing. Nah, not in this movie, unfortunately. Yeah. Although I do think that the twist is actually a really good twist. Oh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. We know know it's coming, of course, but I remember, like, for people who didn't know, it's like, it's actually a really well done, like, the whole red herring villain actually done well. Oh, yeah, no, I totally agree. You know, it's definitely well done. This is... Um, you know what's funny? You know what I just realized? Freaking, uh, ah, uh, freaking, um, Shane Black totally stole this 
for his for just just freaking horrible Iron Man three movie. It's a straight uh, ripoff of this, but done terribly. What, like the Mandarin? Yes. I want. I'll bet you anything. He watched this movie like the day oh, before okay. he wrote that script. I mean, and was like, "Oh, that's a great idea. Let's do a twist villain." And but well, but he did it as a joke, and it's different. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, it's yeah, the same. Right. It's almost the same thing. The fake figurehead, whatever. Who's the big villain? And then, I, I bet yeah, you. I bet you. I bet you he stole it. But here's the difference. Like, I hate people who are like, oh, stop complaining about the twist just because it's not the comic book Mandarin. It's like, I don't care it not being the comic book Mandarin. What I hate is that the villain you replace him with is far less interesting than the one you advertise. <laughs> right. He's horrible. It's like, I don't mind. Like, the Mandarin that they first show is completely different than how he is in the comics. Right. But at least in the movie, he's, like, intimidating. He's like, oh, like, how is Tony going to fight him? Right, right. And we just get Guy Pierce who breathes fire. Right. It's terrible. Yeah, it's like just have a good payoff, and this movie has a good payoff. Right, it's right. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying. It, it, yeah, yeah. I just hate how people are like, oh, the Mandarin. It's like, oh, comic book fanboys are butthurt. It's like, no, it's just bad storytelling. And you ruined the best Iron Man villain. That too. That's still why I'm the most mad. Yeah. Because I was. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. You have no idea how excited I was for that movie. I've never been more excited. Well, except for Force Awakens. But other than that, I've never been more excited for a movie than Iron Man three. Ever. Oh, that's, that is disappointing. Ever. I was so excited for an Iron Man movie. I mean, okay, Iron Monger, yeah, sure. Whiplash, sure. I know they're real villains, but who cares? But Mandarin <laughs> cares? is the villain. Yeah. And, boy, we got that. Anyway, different movie. Um, We're going back to young Bruce Wayne. We finally see uh, Michael Caine as Alfred, my favorite Alfred. Yep, fantastic. Oh, God. He, uh, just gets me right in the feels. Oh, he's great. And the funny thing is, he's not even being Alfred. He's just being Michael Caine because he's perfect as Alfred really just is. by himself. <laughs> and I gotta say, I really like the kid who plays Bruce Wayne. Like, oh yeah, there's been a couple Bruce Waynes as a kid where I'm like, you're a wimp. I'm like, shut up. But... The only thing is, I don't quite buy this kid as being all that smart. Smart? Oh, that's the only uh... thing. Like, I think he's fine, but I mean, there. I feel like there should be a level of like child prodigy thing mm-hmm. with Bruce. It maybe at least just a little bit. And this uh, just seems yeah. like a normal kid. Sure. Oh, what I do also like is that I forgot that this movie also kind of does that thing in um, Batman Forever where, you know, it, it makes him traumatic in the sense that he thinks his parents being killed was his fault. Because as we yeah. see when they go to the theater, like, you know, the play, whatever play they're going to right. instead of a, being a movie, um, it's like it looks like Bass. And so it freaks him out. And so it's perfect where he feels guilty that he got his parents killed for being scared. Right. Like, oh, it's so... I good. And also, one of the unsung heroes with this movie, and I don't even know what the actor's name is because I don't have it up. Thomas Wayne Thomas. is amazing. This He's guy is incredible. He's in a lot. I forget. Um, this guy is just amazingly cast and plays that role, I think, absolutely how that role should be played. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm trying to think because most of the time we never even hear... Uh, Thomas Wayne talk most no, of the time. He's never so, really like, a character. Yeah. So I uh, and I'll get to like one of my favorite parts of this movie in like a couple minutes. But I, I agree that I forget the actor's name, but he's great. He was uh, just in the Mandy movie. He was in um he's in a lot. I think he was like in Law and Order for a long time. But yeah, I agree. It's a uh, Linus Roche or Roach or Roche something like that. Hmm. But yeah, no, that that dude playing Thomas Wayne is just incredible. 
And I yeah. and nobody ever nobody ever says that. So definitely want to shout that out. There there are a lot of great character actors and just actors oh, yeah. in general in this movie playing smaller parts. Oh yeah, no, the cast is phenomenal. I mean every aspect oh. of this cast is wonderful. So now we're gonna have him leave. Okay, why? I have two questions. Why uh, is this super nice opera house in yeah. this part of the city? And two, why are they leaving out the back door? Of course. I mean, that's one of the <laughs> biggest kind of <laughs> like you know gaps in the lore. It's like why would the wealthiest people in Gotham ever go down an alley? It's like right, right, place. right. So I mean, it doesn't matter, but nah. just. I was I was thinking I watched that the other day. I was like, wait a minute, why 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 are they here? <laughs> I I no, wouldn't be here. If I'm not wealthy. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> of course. But then we have uh, Joe okay. Chill and boom. No slow motion, just a quick... no, just just real real time. Exactly. Boom boom, reaction. Yeah, just like that. Like the two most influential people in Gotham are gone. Yep. Just by happenstance. Yep, and then great final line. Don't be afraid. Perfect. Yeah, the, the the themes in all of his movies are are, are just so spot on. Oh, and then just this shot, just the classic pan away, the classic Batman Year One shot. Yeah, just wonderful. Oh, I love it. I love it. That that, that that's just oh, that, that gets me. Oh, I'm about to cry. This scene always gets me. What scene? This one with Jim. Yeah, and this is my favorite. This is my yeah. favorite Gordon. I, I'm sorry, but Gary Oldman is. Oh yeah. A masterpiece. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Totally oh. agree. Oh, this scene. <laughs> yeah, this scene to me was ruined in Dark Knight Rises, but it's no, good it here. <laughs> it was enhanced. No, 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 no. But well, just a callback. I'm like, but th- this is it, this is fantastic. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Because it's like he's the perfect. He's like he's almost got a little bit of Alfred in him at this yeah. moment. Yeah, a little but he's bit. still a badass like Gordon. Like he's not a pansy. Yeah, he's not, yeah. Like, yeah. Old and like senile. Nope. Again, like, oh, this this Gordon is the Gordon from oh, Batman Year One. Like one hundred percent the Gordon in this movie. Yeah. And that's like the best Gordon. Yeah, I agree. Because I mean, Year One is like eighty percent about Jim Gordon. Yeah, and like to me, like Gordon should be a huge character, and like the the stories where he is a big character are like the better stories. I think. Oh yeah. Like, yeah, if you just have him there to turn on the bat signal, it's like, what? <laughs> or just there to say, well, we can't figure it out. Let's call Batman. Yeah. God, it just makes me... Although, think I, of, I, although I still like that Gordon. Oh, yeah. It just makes me think of poor um, J.K. Simmons who got shredded. Yeah, yeah, just totally. Like, he wears a trench coat in one scene. <sighs> yeah, yeah. But it's it's, it's a shame. On. Because again, that's another guy who's just—I mean, I'm—I'm—I I'm, mean, he's still technically under contract to do another movie, so oh, I'm yeah. hoping we get to see him actually as Gordon's, you know, for real. Yeah, it'd just be weird if we had like the same Gordon, same uh, Alfred, but just a different Batman. I wouldn't mind. That's exactly what I they did care. in the original movies. <laughs> Please do it. We <laughs> know literally the only two characters that were the same were Gordon and Alfred through all four yeah. of them. Or it's like uh, like Judy Dench and all the James Bond movies. It's like, who which cares? is which is funny because in those movies it needed to be the other way around because they were the two like worst characters in those yeah. four movies. We've already talked about that Alfred many times. Oh yeah, but yeah, it's <laughs> like I would love to see Jeremy Irons and J.K. Simmons. Oh yeah, I totally agree. I think they were. I, I think Jeremy Irons is probably still my favorite character from those two movies. But oh yeah. Anyway. 
But here we go. Oh, the great training montage. I love this. Yeah, it is the good. Music. Ugh. I mean, it's no Rocky, but it's it, it'll, it'll do. Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, nobody can top the master, though. No, no. Especially when you can play that, that music. I mean, it wouldn't quite fit here. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I would love to see a Batman training montage to, I mean, Hearts on Fire. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I remember this scene always threw me off when I first saw this. Cause I was like, why is Batman fighting with a sword? Yeah. It really really oh, sure. did kind of... it Because, you know, I was like, whatever, 11 or 12 or whatever. So it, it kind of threw me off. But like, th- what this movie does better Although than that scene other- always fascinates me every time. I'm like, why did he not just die? Oh. Fall down off those little posts he was standing on yeah and we gotta say christian bale before like the movie he did before this was the machinist did he 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 do one in between or or was it straight from the machinist to this one i think it was straight from the machinist it might have been it might have been because i know he was cast for this like while he was shooting the machinist or or maybe like right after so but yeah, yeah they were i mean yeah he but but bottom line he went from that body to this body in a very short amount of time. Yeah, he's crazy. He's stupid. <laughs> he's not human. He's an no. android. And he has a bunch of different bodies and just takes the head off and puts it on a different one. Although, hold on. I need to talk about this part because right here, like, what he's, what uh, Raish says where he's like, you know, your parents' death wasn't your fault. Fa- yeah. Your fault. It was your father's. Like, that's why not having Thomas Wayne try to punch Joe Chill is so important because yep. – Think about it. Like, if he did try to fight Joe Chill and lost, Bruce could be like, well, what's the point in fighting? He lost. And right. it's like, no, it's because as powerful and wealthy as he was, in that moment, he was helpless. It's like, oh, thank you. Yep. Uh, I just, yeah, th- like, this movie perfectly finally shows, like, it tells, like, why Bruce is doing this. Like, it gets yep. his motivation perfectly. Yep. This is the best Batman portrayal we've ever seen in a live action movie. Yeah. And I and I don't think it's close. I mean, I, obviously I I love the first Batman. I think that's really I think that's really good. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I like Val Kilmer in Batman Forever. Um I, you know, I like parts of Ben Affleck's Batman, but but this is the best Batman ever that we've seen on screen. Now, it's a shame cuz it was the character's almost ruined by Dark Knight Rises, but this this portrayal in this movie is just it's almost perfect. I mean, it is I, amazing. I, I think rewatching this, I think this is my favorite Batman movie. I think yeah. the Dark Knight is the best Batman movie. Yep. I mean, like just the best movie. Period. Not you know, not ever, but like right, you right, know, right. in terms of all the Batman movies. But I think this is my favorite. Um, I I'd still probably watch the Dark Knight more. Uh, I think the Dark Knight is, is 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 the best movie by far. But this is exactly. by far the best Batman. I agree. Because in the Dark Knight we get traces of stupid Batman, and then in Dark Knight Rises it's just full on stupid Batman. But but in in this one, everything about it is is spot on. Yeah. Character motivations, actions, logic—it's all there. The the darkness, the intimidation—it's all the yeah. the motivation. It's all there in this movie, and it's not. It's not really there in either of the other two. Nearly the same. Not as prominent. Yeah. It kind of like his motivation and kind of his ethos kind of takes obviously a backseat to whatever the villain yeah. and conflict is. Also, because the last the next movie is just so much about the Joker, you lose a lot of that. Um, he he really doesn't become the central focus anymore. And then in the Dark Knight Rises, they just I don't know what Nolan was thinking. It's like he just 
I was like, okay, we have this Batman character. All right, now let's just kick him off the edge and create this new character. That's Ooh. a moron and a little pansy. Anyway, uh, we'll get into that when we get to we that will. movie. But this one is awesome. And oh, I, God. I love when they have when they have to they use the same actors and then portray them as like teenagers or whatever. And it's always the same. Oh, yeah. They always all they do is just give them bangs. That that's the only <laughs> yeah. thing they do is they just give that, them bangs. Why is that like a young person thing? I don't see yeah, any young whole, people wearing bangs that are older than the age of ten. That always threw me off in this movie where here he's supposed to be college age. It's like what? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That's okay. Oh, that's okay because oh, the scenes coming up after this one, oh, are so perfect in terms of like we were talking about his motivation. Like the 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 scene where he meets with Falcone is one of the most oh, underrated yeah. scenes ever. Oh, it's great. It is so good. Of course, you know, it, they they're, you know, overshadowed by the the Joker scenes and some of the Bane scenes, but no, the the scene with Falcone is oh, so perfect. But we'll get to that. Yep. So now we have like angsty uh, annoying little teenager punk Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Again, he's like 30, though. Talking back to Alfred and saying, I hate this house. This is my dad's house. Nothing for me. I'm going to tear it down. And Alfred being like, uh, don't be a moron. It's your yeah. legacy, <laughs> dork. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. I, I kind of like seeing a little angsty Bruce Wayne. Oh, sure. It's kind of funny to me. I mean, it would be like that if you were like, I mean, again, like, yeah. teenagers are already like, ugh, the world hates me. But yeah, imagine your parents <laughs> being killed. Right, right. And you're the you have you know you have billions of dollars in inheritance like he would be a little turd. And it's been festering now for like eight years in him. Exactly. Know. Yeah. He's been kicked out of school. You know all this. Other. I, I want to know what he was doing in college. Sure. I can see him just like starting his own, going to his own underground fight club and just beating the crap out of people. Or like trying to like outsmart his professors and stuff <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of want to see it. And now we get to see Katie Holmes for the first time. Who? Yeah. Is just kind of there, but. She's attractive, and the character doesn't get in the way of anything. Now, I will say one of the things I didn't like about Nolan is that he never casted his female characters in this trilogy. Like, I hated Katie Holmes. I mean, she's not terrible. I don't, movie, I don't hate but... Katie Holmes, but no. honestly, I don't hate her because she doesn't get in the way. That's yeah. why. She, she doesn't get in the way, and the few scenes she is needed for seems to deliver fine. But, man, do I hate... Maggie Gyllenhaal. Oh, yep. Me and you both. That's one thing we full on agree with. She is unbearable. The worst decision Nolan has ever made, except for the end of Interstellar. And it is she is the worst character I've ever seen in a Nolan movie, and one of the worst characters I've seen in any movie ever. And I don't know why superhero movies get the female character so wrong, like eighty percent of the time. Well, not only that, but she's not attractive. No, like, at no, all? no, 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 she, she's, she's not attractive at all. And they just, they, she's not the same character. Like they totally change her character. And she goes from an idealist kind of strong willed, little bit stubborn type thing to just like a straight up, like control freak weirdo, Bitch. like who's just annoying and, and serves no purpose other than to make Harvey go bad, I guess. And then to make Batman quit. Like that's really all she does. Everything she even like furthers in the movie is like annoying yeah yeah she's terrible we'll get into that literally the only <laughs> real problem of dark knight which is otherwise pretty much a perfect movie but, otherwise um, yeah pretty much a flawless movie like i actually have gone back and watched it looking for errors and yeah i've yet to find any that are really worth noting 
Okay, we, we've kind of brushed over this scene. So basically, oh, yes. Bruce is back, and Joe Chill is going up for per, like for per, or witness protection to turn you know to turn state's evidence on Falcone. Mm-hmm. And Bruce is coming in for the hearing because he's like, this guy killed my parents. What do you mean you're going to let him go? Yeah, Bruce has come solely to kill him. Yeah. And so he now has a gun. And as they're coming out, he is fully prepared to kill oh, Joe Chill. So good. Yeah, so Chill is walking out in the open, of course, which they never do. And we find out why right here. And then an assassin for Falcone just goes straight up and kills Joe Chill in front of Bruce Wayne before he how, gets a chance. We see how corrupt Gotham is, and then we see how this affects Bruce. Like, oh, so good. Like, in most superhero origins movies, you're just waiting for them to get into the costume, get their powers, yep. start fighting crime. This one is, like, almost the best scenes are even him as Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. So question mark, is this the best superhero origins movie ever? Uh mm, no. Spider Man. I was gonna say, I'm like, if it's not this, no. it's gotta be Spider Man. The, the, the first the first Spider Man to me is is better, but that, that that probably is just personal preference. I mean, as a movie, I mean probably. Just as pure like filmmaking, yeah, probably. But I don't know, man. Sam Raimi is just brilliant as far as even just movie making goes. Oh, yeah. So I don't know. But those two are by far head and shoulders above the others. And then, I mean, Wonder Woman is at least somewhere close, but but it's sure, not. Sure, I, mean, I mean, yeah, that's an origin. But, but these two are head and shoulders above everything else. I agree. For sure. Personally, I like Spider-Man, I think, a little bit better, but not, well, not, because not you, by much. I mean... Spider-Man for you is like the the most sacred character. Yeah, that 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 was the that was really the first one as a kid that I'm more identified with. It was Batman and Spider-Man, but Spider-Man was kind of first. But it was because Spider-Man was a kid. That's why. Yeah, that too. And then then it, then Batman fully took over a little bit later. But so see, yeah. yeah, see, I'm the opposite only because I just like Batman better. But oh uh, yeah, me yeah, too. If you tell me, I have no like. If you tell me that, yeah, you think Spider-Man is. A, is the best origins movie. I will wholeheartedly support that. Yeah. They're both amazing. Yeah. Now we're about to have this amazing scene. So basically oh. Rachel, he, he's talking about how this whole system is bad and everything. And Rachel, of course, being naive and kind of dumb is like, no, it's not. And then she's, but basically Bruce Wayne doesn't know very much at this point. No, he's sheltered. And so she's like, no, there's a whole other side to this that you don't know. And, and here- and here's the scene that is all you need to know. No, but, f- but first right here is when he basically tells her I was going to kill him. And she's like, what in the world is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. And and this is where, oh, this is so good. He's holding the gun and you see the flashback of him watching the gun kill his parents. Throws Boom. the gun and this is the origin of no guns, no killing. Yes. And here we go. This is my like maybe one of my favorite scenes of the movie. Because everything Falcone says is like just check check you can see like you can see him in his mind becoming batman in this conversation so this whole time i've been watching without caption again captions again because i just forgot what is wrong with you <laughs> well i already know the, every line of the movie <laughs> i know but you, i mean if you I, can't hear it you need just, to be I, able I, I at least see the dialogue i just wasn't paying attention i don't know why i do that i've done that twice i can like i can like quote this whole scene like yeah. word for word 
It's yeah. so good. It is so good. Yeah, basically, it's Falcone be like, like, yeah, you think you're fearless or anything. He's like, but you don't get it. He's like, I own this town. If I want to, I can kill your butler. I can kill Rachel. He's like, you're not. He's like, you think you know what it's like to suffer. He's like, you don't. Yeah. He's right. Yeah. He's like, you think you have nothing to lose, but you got everything to lose. He's like, you don't understand the world of fear because, like, you've never had to fear for anything other than, of course, the one night. But he's right. like, and then he says, of course, you know, people always fear what they don't understand. Yep, which is one hundred percent true. It's like, boom! It's like, oh my god! It's 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 perfect in terms of motivation. Ah, oh, that's such a good line. You've never tasted desperate. Yeah. He's like, you know, you had to go a thousand miles to meet someone who didn't know your name. Unless you live in Zack Snyder's world. Ugh. Then nobody knows who Bruce Wayne is. Yeah, who's that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's the guy who, the the most wealthy, the wealthiest guy in the city right across the pond from us. Right. And, <laughs> and the, you're a, and you're a newspaper reporter. In the age of like, oh my, <laughs> social media and internet. <laughs> so yep. stupid. Yep. Like, cause in uh, here he walks in and he says, uh, you're taller than you look in the tabloids. Like everyone knows Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Even though he's been at college, everyone knows who he is. Right. Ugh. Oh, that's so good. God. And then of course, here we go. This, you know, he gets Throws thrown out. out. He had this great cameo. Mm-hmm. I forget the actor is Rafe something. I don't know. This like, guy's great. He's like in every movie. If you ever need a bad Russian guy, he's your go-to. He's not a Russian in this one though. On this one now, uh, it's just a hobo. Great for a good uh, for a good joke that they bring back later. Yeah, it is good. It is good. And again, that's the way you can in, you can put in humor without it being ridiculous. Yes, this this movie proves. Like, I hate all the people who are like, "Well, oh, the reason the DC movies haven't worked is because they're too dark." It's like, no, no, we don't want everything like Marvel. This you can have humor, but still be dark. Yeah, and some characters. Well, also some characters aren't supposed to be dark. Yes. Superman. Wonder Woman. These aren't dark characters. Spider-Man. Yeah. Spider-Man. These are not dark characters. No. It's oh, like, yeah, man. you look at this. You look at like a movie like Casino Royale. Like, yeah, those movies are dark, but they're not miserable. Yeah, no. Yeah. There's 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 still humor in there. There's writing in there. There's it. There's ups and downs. You have scenes that warrant humor. And like we yeah. we both love Marvel, but yeah, there are plenty of times where you're like, all right, tone it down. Sure. But this yeah, you don't have to worry about that with this movie. It's like, uh, but again, like cranking it everything to, you know, eleven in terms of darkness, like doesn't make it, you know, intelligent. And then of course we're seeing a bunch of flashbacks of Bruce's travels going around yeah. committing crimes. And I love this because it's like, oh well, Batman's a criminal. It's like <laughs> well, yeah, but he's also stealing from Wayne Enterprises. <laughs> yeah, it's so great. And, of course, now we see how he got into prison to begin with. And I want to know why he was released. Uh, I guess because uh, Ray Shao Ghul basically paid off the prison probably. But then what else was his plan? Like, just to be in prison for the rest of his life? Like, what, what well, was yeah, his plan? Because he wasn't thinking. This is how he, like, learns how to think, like, strategically and stuff like that. I guess, yeah. I part of me though kind of doesn't like the fact that literally just Batman is just a League of Shadows assassin. Part of me doesn't really like that, but at the same time I get it in a movie. Like you can't. I mean, you got to streamline stuff. I mean, I get it. Yeah. But at the well, same time, God, it's like it's... everything has to be from this one place. Anyway. Well, it's like uh, well, we can have what Zack Snyder was saying. He's like, he's like, yeah, I guess Batman Begins is cool and stuff. Like, yeah, I guess you know Bruce Wayne becomes a ninja, but in my Batman. 
you know, he would go to jail and he'd be raped in jail. Like, he actually said that. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. <laughs> like, how stupid. <laughs> like, that's why you failed. I know, I know. Despite, I know. Having, the be- despite having the best Batman, like, action scene ever. And look. You gave us one to... Yeah, yeah, look, for sure. Mm-hmm. You, you failed miserably. Yep. This is and a great now scene. your Batman is a meme. This is a great, great scene. So yeah. he breathes in the, I don't know, LSD or whatever it is. Yeah, the flower. And, uh, so basically, this Batman's a drug addict. That's what they're showing here. <laughs> um, and then we're going to have Batman trip balls and be a ninja, which is just awesome. Oh, yeah. And basically, I mean, I mean that, that, that's a winning one. combination right there. I can see Nolan, like, writing, like, you know, or Goyer, like, talking about that. It's like, yeah, then Batman gets high and is tripping, and we have him go as a ninja. And it's like, oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> but not in a, but, like, actually good. Yeah, and then Christopher Nolan's like, okay, now how do we film this and that looks stupid? <laughs> right, right, right. And that, and that's why you need a good director because yeah, it's like going and like that shows you because yeah, good mentioning. Uh, it was Goyer, Christopher Nolan, and his brother who wrote this movie. Yeah, and it's like Go- well, well Goyer wrote the movie first, and then like obviously mm-hmm. there was adaptions and changes and everything, and that, yeah, that's yeah. where the Nolans came in. Yeah, and they oversaw it. And that's why it's so important that they were involved because you see Goyer when he writes other comic book movies by himself. <laughs> Green Lantern, Jonah Hex. Although Blade was really good. Blade wasn't bad, but there are some really bad lines in Blade. Yeah, yeah, but the first two Blade movies I like a lot. Yeah, bad. Although they haven't aged as well, but... That's okay. True, true, but still still, still decent. Still good. And so, yeah, like... The and uh, the Goyer did uh, Daredevil 2. Oh yeah. No, I mean the... no, the TV show, the Netflix show. No, he did. I thought he did. No, the first season was Stephen Denight who did a uh, Spartacus. That's why. Well, then was he like the show season. creator then? He did something no, uh, with Daredevil. You're thinking of Drew Goddard. Yeah, you're right. I am. You're right. I'm yeah, thinking yeah. of Drew Goddard. Yeah, he's right. a good writer. You're right. You're right. Goyer is a hack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but he, true. He's like, but he he's got like, this one like, right. He did, but. Luckily, we have the no ones to to fail safely. Yeah, true. And yeah, I feel bad because like Jonathan Nolan never gets talked about, even he though he pretty much yeah. he helps write all of Christopher Nolan's movies. Also, we uh, haven't even talked about this whole scene because it's awesome. But he yeah, got he cut just... and then cuts two others. Ah, so then, it's brilliant. Tricks uh, Liam Neeson and gets the best of him. Oh, and here we have this great scene too of. Why Batman does not kill. Mm-hmm. Which clearly Zack Snyder turned off after that scene. Yeah. <laughs> he could clearly yeah. turned up turned Batman Begins off after that ninja scene was done. <laughs> Again, he was like, oh, not cool enough. Ninja's lame. Yeah, nah. I need more rape. And then shut it off. Oh, God. Because clearly he didn't watch this. <laughs> no. So uh, then now they're like, well, you're ready to, you know, lead these lead these men. A League of Shadows. Assassins. But um and he's like, Yeah, where are we okay, where am I leading them? Yep. Well first he they're like, Now yeah, here's your commitment. This whole thing just screams cult and I'm not sure why he got sucked in this far, but Yeah, it does kind of. Alright, now now kill this person as their sacrifice and then you're in. Well, I mean of course they established earlier that the guy he's supposed to kill was But how do we know? How does he know? Well, exactly, yeah. That's why it's so important that like you can't just decide who gets to kill and who. Oh, such who... a good line. He's like, uh, your yeah. compassion makes you weak, and it's like no. Or he's like, yeah, you can't. Uh, Mercy. You know, yeah. He's like, you know, you can't 
show compassion or this guy didn't show compassion. It's like, yeah, that's why it's so important because it separates us from them. Yes. That's, that's, that's the, I mean, it's one, the value of life and, but that's the other part of it. And that they did so good in daredevil season two with that, yeah. with the scene with Punisher. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and like the, the other great line Bruce says, he's like, he's like, I will go to Gotham. And he's like, I will fight men like this, but I won't yeah. become an executioner. Yeah. And, and now they're telling him that they're, they're going to basically go and wipe Gotham off the face of the earth. Yeah, it's the classic, you know, a city or a, a world has to die in order to rebuild and right. start over. Which is which is classic Rachel Ghoul, even though they took the whole eco terrorist thing out of it, but it's still the same principle. Yeah, it's still Rachel Ghoul, and then of course we it's very comic booky where Thanos has a similar kind of motivation of, oh, we'll kill you have to, you know, have this huge devast you yeah. know, tragedy in order to hopefully fix everything. Yep. You see a lot with a lot of villains. But. You do, but but it makes sense because it's a yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's a villain that isn't a villain, at least to exactly. him. Exactly, and they, that, they those are the best the villains. Yeah, that's and why my are, favorite yeah, exactly. villain of all time is Doctor Doom. It's not a Batman villain. My favorite villain of all time is Doctor Doom. I think he is the most underrated villain and underused villain of all time. Oh, I agree. He is fantastic, and we need a good Doctor Doom in a movie because it would be perfect for a movie. But oh. Well, you know, Fox. Well, I mean, I wonder what the whole Fox Disney is like. It would be cool if like, yeah, I don't know, 10 years, 20 years, we get the Avengers again, but we also get the X-Men and we could see like the Avengers versus Dr. Doom. Yep. Oh, I'm telling you, man, so if they funny. just do Secret Wars. Exactly. It's the yeah. best. It's my favorite comic storyline of all time. Secret oh, Wars. Oh, great. Yeah. Cause like we already see Infinity War. So what yeah. would we build up to instead? That'd be, oh, Secret Wars. Please. Beyonder have freaking uh, Dr. Doom. Ah, uh, that's my favorite thing ever. Doctor Doom is a human. He's a, he's a mortal. He he's not yeah. superpower. I mean, he has magic, but he's pretty much just a normal person and invents all this stuff and takes the powers of a god. Yeah, that's why he's my favorite because that's awesome. That'd be uh, awesome. Anyway, hopefully. So Batman is a uh, or he's not Batman. Uh, Bruce Wayne is gonna blow this place up, and now he's fighting with the fake Rachel Ghoul, who's mm-hmm. not the fake Rachel Ghoul yet. But um, I mean, this is kind of an underrated fight scene, I think. Oh yeah, it's it's a well done fight scene that's really kind of just glossed over. Even in the movie, it's kind of glossed over. Yeah, unfortunately, there's some uh, fight scenes later, like the the fight scene at the the shipping docks, where yeah. unfortunately the the camera work isn't as good. It's kind of weird. It's like the first this first movie, no one films the action very cutty and like very yeah. kind of quick paced, and then he kind of slows down in the Dark Knight, and then the Dark Knight Rises, he slows down too much where. Yeah. It's like one shot and you can see like some stuntman waiting for their cue. Yeah. Like that's the problem with doing only one shots. Like it works out if you do them well, like the hallway fight. And if you have a small amount of people. That too. But, um, but that's why, like, I think you need to have a little bit of cuts, a little bit of camera movement in your fight scene. Like, you know, like John Wick does it perfectly. It's like a good in between. Yes. But, um, of course, like when you pull off the one shot fight scene perfectly, it's amazing. Yep. Yep. But But it's hard to do. Exactly. And like, again, it worked perfectly in the hallway scene with Daredevil. Ah, because That always looks like it hurts. Oh, God. Like, your shoulder would just be out. Yeah. yeah. It's so cool. It's, it is cool how he saves him, though. Yeah. Shouldn't have, but yeah. No. And it kind of <laughs> it kind of shows why he, he, like, adapts the gauntlets for his... Right, uh, right. ...as well. Mm-hmm. It does. Which I like. Yeah, me too. Yeah, we, had, we, we haven't talked about how, like, this movie really started the whole, like, showing where a hero gets all of his like stuff and all of his equipment and of course but not even that's really the only thing 
I mean, everything else he gets too. himself, but yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, but like at least like just showing where he like showed him create the costume. Instead oh of just, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, it. yeah. A lot of Which times it just kind of glosses over that, and they just have the costume or whatever. Yeah, but now like again, it also kind of is bad where now every superhero origins movie tries to explain everything, and it's like there's I, I want to see. I, I want to see the scene of how he called Alfred. Oh yeah. <laughs> does he have like a flip phone in his sock like tony stark with uh steve rogers like i'm trying oh, to figure yeah. out how this happened now because he, he didn't tell alfred way. he was leaving so this whole time alfred thinks he's just dead or whatever so no, it's I like think he, i think he had to find, travel a long time before he got to a civilized yeah city i want to see that movie <laughs> <laughs> and alfred it's just seems creature. totally unfazed by all of this which to me always kind of bugged me I was like, I feel like Alfred would be a little bit more, uh, I don't know, affected by Bruce Wayne now being back. He just seems to take it like, oh, so uh, you come back from the store? I guess, yeah. I never really thought about that. But this is a great scene where he's talking about, he's like, I can't, you know, what I'm oh, I'm going yeah. back to Gotham to save Gotham. And because, you know, I think he agrees with what the fake Rachel Ghoul was saying. Yeah. But he's like, you know, it's not about destroying it. It's about fixing it. Yeah. But he's like, I can't do this as Bruce Wayne. It's too big. And so I need to, you know, that's where the whole becoming a symbol comes yeah. from. That's, that's the other thing I love about this movie is that they like they finally like kind of talked about Batman just being more than Bruce Wayne. At right. night he fights criminals. It's like they, they like the whole symbolism and like being a legend and like, oh, mm-hmm. that's when that's when like to me, this is what made Batman like finally like on a tier separate from all other superheroes yeah this is what like this movie came out and just showed like what they can be like mm-hmm. seen as yeah so and then we found out that he's been declared dead but he left everything to alfred so it's still intact and i do love yeah. that line he's like yeah you can borrow the rolls if you want but bring it back with the full tank yeah i do i love i do love <laughs> the scene where he he goes back to wayne enterprises and- oh that's good Oh, we forgot to mention, yeah, Rucker Howard is in this movie. Yep, here we have Scarecrow, and also Zaz, so another yeah. Batman villain that is yeah. in it for two seconds and doesn't do anything and doesn't have the scars, so who cares? But um, yeah. And then we have Dr. Uh, Crane, Killing man, Murphy. which is a underutilized villain in this movie. I mean, he does a good job, but the Scarecrow part is very underutilized, I thought. Yeah, he. I mean, he's only, and it, that's the other problem with the Origins movies is that whatever villain tends to be in it is usually kind of they don't have a whole lot of time to yeah. be the villain, and so yeah. Scarecrow is kind of the victim of that. Where we don't really get to see him as Scarecrow for about twenty or thirty minutes. Yeah, and when when we do see him, we only see him for just a couple of minutes each time, and, and it's not even really Scarecrow. It's just you know he just has that bag that he wears. And yeah. that's it kind of. Still really good performance. But the character though. is still great. Yeah, very yeah. well done. And did you know that he actually, Killian Murphy, uh, <laughs> he actually auditioned for to be Batman. Yeah, yeah. I did, I did see that. would not have worked, but. No. No. But still a great actor. Mm-hmm. Just like how Jason Momoa auditioned to be Batman for Batman vs. Superman. Oh, God. Yeah. And uh, poor Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill, this was like the worst year for him because he auditioned for Batman James Bond and Superman and Superman Returns and didn't get any of them. <laughs> it's like he, he could actually probably work for all of them. Yeah, probably. I could see him being a Batman. I could see him being Bruce Wayne. If he was, sure. if he was the way he was in Man of Steel, he would have been a fine Batman. 
Oh God. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I'm and serious like, though. No, I, you're right. That's the problem. It's like, but he's also a perfect Superman. If he were done, right. you know, done well, which you'll get to see once we watch the end of justice league and you'll finally oh, I, get I, to I, see I him be a real Superman. Yeah. For like 10 minutes, but yeah. This is a great scene where we he finally he discovers the bat cave and well cuz he saw he saw the bat in his house and he <laughs> that gave him an idea. Oh, I could go back into those caves. Face my fear cuz that's what he learned at the mo- monastery or whatever. I, I do like how they kind of come up with an excuse of why there are caves and stuff and they mm-hmm. talk about how like the Waynes were part of the Underground rail, Railroad. Well, that's not ex- the excuse for why there's caves there, though. No, that, no, no. That, that's why, why there's they... access to the caves. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah, they, they didn't. They didn't naturally, you no, know, they didn't, dri- uh, drip water I, for yeah. a couple thousand years and, and make caves. Oh yeah, thanks. <laughs> oh, but this is a great scene of um. Oh, the music in the scene is so good. It is. Where the uh, where he, uh, the bats wake up. Just the lighting in this is so good too. Yeah, and that great shot of this of is so hard to light. Like, yeah, as having made terrible movies before, that the lighting is not. I don't do lighting. I I know nothing about lighting, and it's so whenever an I see a movie that's like lit in the dark, like th- that's lit in the dark like this, is just incredibly impressive. Yeah, and because uh, like it can be bad times because like there are movies where yeah. it's supposed to be filmed at night and it looks like you know. You can clearly tell they just dimmed the lightings. Oh, wait. That's just awesome shot. Yeah. The bat's flying everywhere. Oh, the music is so good. It fits perfectly. Yeah. Oh. Uh. Yep, that's awesome. Yes, I remember seeing this. This came out right before my birthday, my 13th birthday. Uh, and I wanted to see it for my birthday, so I was forbidden from seeing it before then. So, like, I couldn't see it opening weekend or whatever. And I'm like, uh, you know, I you know, I want to save it for my birthday and make it special. And my dad, who was also a huge Batman fan, um, could not resist. So he saw it before <laughs> me. <laughs> I'm like, that's awesome. Uh, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, Dad, you ready? To, you know, it was like my birthday. I'm like, Dad, you ready to go see it? He's like, Yeah, I'll, I'll see it again. I'm like, again? He's like, Oh yeah, I saw opening day, buddy. Um, oh, and he, man. he talked about how you know he was always a Batman fan, but like growing up, he never really had a Batman that he that he loved. It's like you know he didn't really grow up with the Adam West because they didn't have cable. Yeah. Um, and he never he didn't, he wasn't a big fan of the Tim Burton Batman movies. And so when this came out, he talked about how this was finally like the Batman that like. For like you know what he says like made it cool to like that man. Yep. And like finally like got it where it was a movie that again if you weren't also a diehard Batman fan you could still love it. Mm-hmm. And um, so this was always his favorite. And yeah, seeing seeing this movie on my 13th birthday, I was like I didn't even care about the presents afterward. I was just oh I was in heaven. Oh, this scene is so good. <laughs> yeah. He walks in and he's like oh, I'm going to see you, Mr. Earl. She's like name Bruce Wayne. And just the uh, look. Oh, it's awesome. It, it's been done a thousand times now. Like in the Tomb Raider movie that just came out, it, there's a scene exactly like it. Um, uh, think... And then he's trying to page the the assistant or whatever. And he's just, just out there the... putting. I love this line too. Oh, he just turns. He's like, Wayne... you're supposed to be dead. He's like, it, sorry to disappoint you. It's Wayne Enterprises, Mr. Earl. I'm sure they'll call back. 
<laughs> yep. Yeah, and that's a great line. You're supposed to be dead. Sorry to disappoint. <laughs> oh man. And to me, like we also we haven't talked about how I really love Christian Bale as Bruce Wayne. Yeah. I think- but but before we get to that, going back to oh. the other thing when you were talking about uh seeing or your dad seeing the movie before you. Yeah, well that was my dad too, but just I didn't get to see the movies at all. So uh, that's the way yes. it was. So he'd yes, go and see cool. it and then tell me about them and I wouldn't oh, get to watch them. No, no, no. Now I told you, man, I wasn't allowed to watch anything until like high school age almost. Oh, I know. I, I can't believe it. I missed everything. I mean, so I knew everything about all the movies. Um I just never got to see them. Oh, I knew everything God. about them. I had uh like like cards, like trading cards of all of like these like i had all of them for the first spider-man movie i mean i knew that i knew everything i just didn't get to see him till later oh and but it was always it was always like a year or two later it was never like far it was always like pretty soon after i just couldn't see him in the theaters and then like a couple months later then i could see him like it it was it was awful that's awful yeah it drove me but now we now we have to talk about one of the other best characters in the movie Lucius Fox, perfect, mm-hmm. perfect, perfectly and cast, it, perfectly played. Of course, and it's also this is the first Batman movie where we've actually had him as a character, really. Yeah, he was. Yeah, I mean, he was never really a big character, even I don't think in the comics a ton before Not this. Really. I feel like after this is really when he got a lot more popular. And and this and this just made sense for a whole lot of people, where like he gets all of his equipment and stuff from like failed military yeah. experiments from Wayne Enterprises. It's like, again, not, you know, maybe not how it's always done in the comics, but when you're trying to set it in the real world, it's like, this is what made people be able to believe, you know, he could fight crime like this. It's like everything made sense for people. Yeah. Well also, cause I mean, the Alfred we have is Michael Caine and he's not inventing all this stuff. Yeah. He's, he's not like the, the engineer and right. tech expert that, you know, we see a lot of Alfred's as it's a much easier way to streamline the, the process. For sure. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's really smart if you think it about is. it. Oh, no, it's really smart. Um, yeah, and of course, no, no <laughs> this isn't when, no, he doesn't find the tumbler yet. Yeah, no, that's later, but I love that. He's like, so he's showing him the suit, and he's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I can do all this. He's like, it's, you know, knife proof and everything. He's like, well, is it bulletproof? He's like, yeah, yeah, anything except straight on. And he's like, I want to borrow it. Because for what? <laughs> uh, Splunking? Because expect to. Expect to run into much gunfire in the caves. <laughs> but, but I also love what he says here. He's like, he's like, he's like, Bruce. I mean, all this stuff is yours anyway. Right, he's right. Like, you can take it. Mm-hmm. So now uh, we have uh, mountain climber Batman <laughs> putting up, getting the cave ready. Although I, I feel like people don't understand how miserable this would actually be with all those bats in there. Oh yeah, like it bats would be miserable. It, it'd be so loud. It would smell so bad. Well, that and um, that and you would definitely get rabies. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, actually, I think I remember in the bonus features they tried to have real bats on set, and they just they pooped and they did yeah. the worst things ever. It's so terrible. That was why the bats became CGI. Yeah, bats are bats are really terrible creatures. <laughs> they're they're awful. Like, all, like the only use they have is like killing mosquitoes and like yeah, killing bugs. Much. Other than that, they are awful. Mm-hmm. So a very very good idea to make a character that's supposed to be scary. With a bat, because one, they they do look kind of scary. Two, they actually could you know kill you, because because yeah. of rabies and all that. So yeah, definitely makes sense. And there, there's a certain breed of bat, I think, like in Australia, where it actually looks like the bat you see like in Batman Forever. I forget what oh, they're really? called. Yeah, yeah, it is based off a real bat. 
I, I don't even think they're technically bats. There's something else, but they're they're called like the like the flying vampire or something, and they look like it. And it's like hmm. you would be terrified of that. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, vampire bats are creepy looking anyway. Yeah. Although they're actually herbivores, but yeah, <laughs> just kind of kind of ironic, but. I love this scene too because they're trying to figure out how to put the the cowl together. Yeah, I love this. And uh, and Alfred's like, you know, to avoid you know everyone you know kind of catching on, we'll have to buy a lot of them. He's <laughs> like, how many? He's like, ah, oh, ten thousand. <laughs> and from like two different places. And he's like, yeah. Well, at least we'll have extras. And this is this is a year one kind of scene. Oh no, not yet. No, we'll not that. yet. That's a little later. This is where. Oh we, yeah. I, but but still, no. This is a year one scene. It's not what you were talking about, well, but it still yeah, yeah, is you know, because it's the whole all these dirty cops and Gordon is the only clean one. Yeah. So here we have Flass. Yeah, but the, uh, this is much less intimidating, Flass. Yeah, he's he's kind of a schlub. But he doesn't still... he doesn't call him Jimmy either. He calls him Jimbo. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. But, yeah, he's um, definitely not the year one flash. No, okay. no, no. But 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 the whole idea is still so much year one. Everything with Gordon and the police and everything is straight up year one. Oh yeah, and I love it too because year one is like maybe one of my favorite stories ever. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful. But yeah, we had the the ski mask uh, early prototype Batman here. Yep. Yep. I love this scene. Yep. Sneaks up behind Gordon. Although I can never tell what he what he puts up to his head. It's it's just like a box. Yeah, I was always confused. I'm like, it looks like a. Uh, it always looked like the, like the magazine to a pistol. I was like, what? Yeah, it's just like a. They show a close know. up, but I can never tell what it is. It's frustrated me ever since. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's like, yeah, what is it? It looks like a, are you kidding me? I, I, I forgot about it till I just saw it. It's a stapler. Oh, <laughs> it, it's literally the back of a stapler. Oh, okay. The back. Of it. Okay. Now I see it. Yep. Oh, I, I was like, I knew that. I knew what it was and I couldn't remember. And <laughs> I was like, I know, I know this. And then I saw so it. And again, I was like, yeah, of course. It was a stapler. We had a conversation a couple weeks ago where we talked about the awfulness of uh, back when full screen DVD movies were a oh, thing. Oh yeah. Um, and unfortunately, when I got this, you know, as a present after it, you know, came out on DVD, <laughs> someone got me the full screen version. Ah, boo. So you can understand why I could never tell what the stapler was. Right, right. <laughs> it's just it, like you know, half the screen is cut off. Yeah. So now he very sloppily gets away from the cops. <laughs> Yeah, he's hurting afterward, too. He's like, oh, that was a mistake. <laughs> so now we know why he needs a cape. Yep, so he's like, oh, I, need a, I need a cape. And I love he's like, more spelunking. Nope, uh, base jumping. <laughs> Although, it's just perfect because they're both, like, they both know what's up. It's like, okay, yeah, I'm not going to say it, but we both know what's going on here. Yeah, well, later on he says that. He says, yeah. look, if you don't want to tell me, then I don't have to lie. But just don't think I'm an idiot. Yeah, because, like, yeah, there's no way you could have him helping you out. Right. And not know that you were Batman. Yep. And I love that they literally like invented this for the movie. Yeah. Like they invented this type of memory cloth pretty much for yep. this movie. Almost all the tech in this movie, like his even his grappling hook is um is actually like the, the mechanics of it are actually explained. It was a really cool like yeah. uh, feature that talks about all the tech and stuff and mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's like pretty much everything is like actual somewhat real. 
Yeah, the, the, the like because the cloth, whatever they were using, kept getting wet and whatever. So then they they made it. It's like a cross between like parachute silk, which is waterproof, and then uh, so, something else like that memory thing. They like it was like that. Like they could put like electric current through it, and that actually worked. Yeah. Oh, and then here we go. The worst Batmobile. No, that's a lie. No. That, that's a lie. Batman Forever, by far worst Batmobile. This, I love Batmobile, this Batmobile. I'm not a fan. I, I understand. I, I understand. I understand the world. I understand practical. I get it. But it's just not a Batmobile. Visually, I get it, but like it's not I'm a Batmobile. I, I just love how different and iconic it is. It's just not a Batmobile. That is. <laughs> it's not. The only it's good cool. thing about this uh, this tumbler is the line later on when he first drives it. Oh, I know. That, that's that, that's the best part of it. <laughs> well, also the line too. Um, right when he finishes the test drive, here is really, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. Famous ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I, I love it. I just, it's so cool. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm impressed that they the made show. it, but I mean, and all the stuff that went into it, this is a great line. This is coming <laughs> black. That's great. It's a great line. Good timing. Um, no, I, I'm sorry. I love it. It's just like, it looks indestructible. It, it's intimidating. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously it's not as sleek and sexy as most Batmobiles are, but not at all. You know, again, like because I like the one, the one they have in Batman vs Superman and Justice League, it looks fine. I like it. But it I it, I like it too, but it doesn't. It's not memorable. Uh, yeah, no, I I would agree with that. I would I would agree. Like almost pretty much every Bat Batmobile up up to this movie and this movie is like you can see the Batmobile and you know exactly which movie it's from. Yeah. Or like you know which Batman is from, but. Like, uh, some of like, you know, again, like the one in Justice League. Like, <laughs> I love, I love that. How the masks are too flimsy and they're like, we got to order more. It's like, well, at least they gave us a discount. <laughs> and Alfred's like, yeah, just don't fall on your head. Right. Uh, I do like that. Oh, this is great. I love this whole scene of, yeah. Like finding out the tech and him Fixing slowly putting stuff it all together. And... Yeah. You got the belt, uh, the, the belt, which of course. I was never a big fan of that utility belt. No, nah, I mean, it's the it's, utility belt in itself is kind of a joke because, like, you look at the little pouches, like, what can yeah. they fit? You can fit a bat well, shield in there, boy. <laughs> I do love, <laughs> um, I guess they're not really batterings in this movie, but they're more like throwing just, stars. Yeah, they're more just like ninja stars. Yeah, but it makes sense because this bat symbol actually looks aerodynamic, whereas yeah. a lot of the other ones probably wouldn't fly as right. well. I, I have some of those, those oh, real yeah? metal bat. Yeah, I have some. Uh, I got them at Dragon Con few years ago the one year i went oh nice people make them I mean, you can buy them and they actually like they're metal and you throw them oh that'd be nice i need to get i need to get some yeah I have, really a, cool. uh, I have a money clip that's actually the that bat uh bat ah, very nice cool. we're about to see by far the best scene in this movie oh it's it's up there i'm trying to think what my favorite scene in this, no, movie th- this is. is the best scene in this whole movie I mean, honestly, I think it's the first Batman scene, and this is the best on-screen Batman anything probably we've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, I think. I mean, just again, from the top to bottom, fight, this scene, everything about it is just perfect. Yeah, I mean, again, the warehouse fight in BVS is a better fight scene, the best fight scene, but this is like the perfect. This is what Batman does. Yep, he doesn't just go in and just fight everybody. He no. picks them off one at a time. Like and that. It's just, it's just great filming. <laughs> and you and don't like, see him. Like you don't yeah, see you, him. That's the you point. Build it up. 
He's not like he's Batman. You you know if he doesn't want to be seen, he's not going to be seen. No, and, and it, the whole point is to terrify people. Because yeah, if he just jumps into the middle of them and starts, you know. Although I'm trying to figure up. out the physics of this because he throws this battering and it breaks all these lights, but how? I think he like I think it's supposed to be like he threw them where it went through all the bulbs, like right underneath the lamp or whatever. But oh, I maybe. think the lamps look like they kind of stretch over the bulbs. Yeah. But I think like yeah, he throws one and it just goes through all of them. That's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. I mean, I know that's what it's supposed to be, but I don't uh, yeah, see the I, physics I don't there. Think it, but, yeah. But I love that you're just looking up and just wow. Really tell what it is. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And, and all you all just hear, out. you just hear yelling. You don't see anything. Of course, yeah. now everyone's terrified because again, you fear what you don't understand. It's psychological warfare 101. It's brilliant. He's literally doing the exact same thing that he was told by Falcone years ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, talk about oh, reincorporation awesome. is so perfect in these movies. Mm-hmm. It's like everything is set up and everything has like a payoff. It's like, oh, I remember that. Man, this is the best part of the whole thing. Yeah. No, no, I think when he uh, when he grabs Falcone, that's the best part. Maybe, but this is my favorite. This is good. Except the guy who's terrified. Where are you? Here. <laughs> that's my favorite part of this whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> it is sad because unfortunately like the dark knight and dark knight rises is when the whole kind of like oh gruff batman voice right kind right of yeah it's thing. not in but this in movie this, no in this movie is perfect yep. it's actually because like he really actually damaged his voice oh, permanently he's beating doing the this crap out of these guys yeah but he, uh, uh christian bill actually damaged his vocal cords doing that uh so much i um, i agree i, I actually understand. um Terminator Salvation came out right after I think The Dark Knight in 2009 and yeah. you can tell in that movie it was like just recently and his voice was bad Yeah, because he did the um, Batman voice so yep. much but in this movie is perfect yeah it is it's perfect oh here we go boom ah I missed it I was going to pot it up for it but I uh, missed it that's okay we all know it's, it's a classic I'm Batman, I'm Batman. Line, but... oh it's so good and then he looks at the guy nice coat because it's the same <laughs> exactly. guy he gave his coat to like however many years before seven years again reincorporation is perfect it is just good movie making yeah oh that's awesome that's my favorite part of this whole movie hey, it's all downhill thinking... we can quit now <laughs> no um, <laughs> you know what made me think in a Marvel movie we would see that homeless guy again at the end and I actually like that they did it I like how yeah. that's the last time we see him it's yep. perfect it's I not agree. like oh he's there at the end we have to save him and he does the joke again because that'd be too much yeah I agree. But this is perfect. All right, we got to put a pin in it for now. That's the end of part one, and right now you can click right on over and listen to part two. It's up as well. So go on over and click to that.